Yo, what's up, world? It's the Undeniable. Who that? JT Money. And you listening to STLR. Yeah, radio. That's what it is. Get him, Jay. Entertainment with no ceiling. Skin and dig back on the verb. Let's ride. Yeah. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. And Greg Wiley, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig Wiley. And we're coming to you live. We got No Boundary Sports Talk. You know what time it is. It's your favorite day of the week. We are pushing to be the best damn podcast in the 941 and eventually the state. I'm joined by the sexiness across from me, my boy Derek Fugers. How you doing? I'm good, but I feel like you say that about every podcast you do. What you just said there. So I feel like I feel like you you don't really mean that. No, I'm just trying to get on my DJ Khaled to be the best. Okay, so you're just okay. Okay. I'm speaking into fruition. But I'm I'm good though, man. I'm good. It's been a good week. Uh, another exciting week of sports. You know, a lot of things going on, so we got a lot to talk about here tonight. A lot to talk we about. We do have a lot of stuff to talk about. Ain't gonna lie. Hoo we had to refrain from pre-show battles because this is like we start getting to talk about things a little bit it's like save it save it save it for the show save it for the show that, that's like our uh custom line before we we jump on the microphone save it for the show is what we say very often when we're outside pre-show so but now that we're here we can go ahead and get after it get after it i'm down so let's All do day. it let's do it First things first, you know, uh, sneaker news. You know, we always got to bring you some sneaker news. This isn't always just about sports. That's why we go to No Boundaries because we go everywhere. But I've been told from a couple people they really dig the, the, well, the sneaker stuff keep, too. Keep it up, baby, because now we got some breaking news here in the sneaker world. Yeah. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. What do we got? Uh, Emma Smith. I don't know if you ever heard of him before, you know. Eh, maybe Ar- once or twice. Arguably one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. That's why I said one of to give you the benefit of the doubt, because we all know who you like. Barry Sanders. Uh, coming out with uh, a re-release of a sneaker that some people might recognize. The E22, introduced by Reebok, is coming back with a specific launch details. Going to be shared soon. But Reebok was obviously, back in the day, was a popular, popular brand. It was. You know, uh a lot of people, you know, kind of steered away from it this past years. You know, it's kind of more of a UFC clothing line type deal, you know. And But it's kind of faded out in the whole world of, of sneaker culture and sports in general. Yeah, they're, they're not really sponsoring the athletes like they used to in the football world and the basketball world. So they are kind of taking the Jordan approach and dropping those retros. Um, we will be posting this on the STLR Sports Talk Instagram, so find us on there if you don't follow us already. STLR Sports Talk Instagram. We will be posting those shoes so you guys can check them out, see exactly which ones we're talking about. Now, personally, these are shoes that I used to respect back yeah. in the day. Haven't released since 2012. I didn't own a pair. 2012 was the last time we released. Released for the first time in 2012 since 1996. So, where when he was with the Cowboys, yes. But this is a shoe that's uh, equipped with a mid-cut leather upper upper with a cushion of that Viz Hex and the Hexalite cushioning yep. in the midsole. And if you guys don't know what that is, just to give you a description real quick, think Allen Iverson shoes. Yeah, they're very similar to Allen Iverson shoes, but they got like the bubbles inside the 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 uh, the, the circular sole thing. sole there at the yeah, bottom of the, the shoe. But it's very and it kind of resembles a cleat as well. It does. Obviously, Emma Smith was a football player. It's a nice, nice shoe. Yeah, it is a nice shoe. And you know, my brother sent me this, and he told me he's like, you know what? Let me know when when they drop because I need a pair. And I was like, I got you, bro. So let you. me tell you this: I've had a few non sneaker heads in that aspect, just 
hit me up randomly out of the blue, you know, because we never know who listens to the podcast until you guys tell us. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, yo, I'm, I kind of dig the little sneaker stuff that you guys drop on us and throw us some of that old school knowledge. It's like even when shoes dropped and different things like that, it's just good to remember those things. So even the non-sneaker heads are loving it just because it is a sports topic and then it does kind of take you to that nostalgia. Hey, that, you know, 96, I was in high school when them things dropped, and they were a popular shoe. They really were. Well, that's exactly what Steve told me. He's like, we couldn't afford them back in the day no. when I really wanted them. Now I got my own money. Now I can get them. I thought they like, were like oh, 90, 100 bucks, I want to say, back then. Yeah, maybe. but you know what I'm saying? Because, you, you know, it, 80, 80 to 100 bucks was expensive back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but with three kids back in them days, you know, yeah. mom and dad was struggling a little Trying bit. Trying to drop $300 on shoes. Because, exactly. you know, if you get one, you got to get all you of them. You got to get them all something. That same, that same price range. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know how it goes. So be on the lookout for those Emmett Smith, the E22 Rebox editions. And those will be dropping very soon. I know the details haven't been dropped yet, but I will let you know as soon as the details drop if you need Need to know because I'm a sneaker plug man. I, I, I'm, I, I might not sell the sneakers all the time, but if you need a pair of sneakers, I got you. Well, I feel it. It's our duty. As it is our duty, sneakerheads. Yeah. And when we talk about shoes on here and stuff that's upcoming, we need to drop those release dates as soon as we find out. When you said duty, you just made me feel like Batman, like the sneaker Batman. Hey, because like now I I feel like I have a better to. duo because I don't want to be Robin. Well, no, you don't have to be Robin. You could be like Superman or something. You know, I don't like DC. Oh my! <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm just trying to be the Cape Crusader of the sneaker sneaker world. That's all I'm trying you. to be. All right, and you're ruining my <laughs> dreams right now. Okay, jeez, can't I be like Vision or somebody? <laughs> whatever you need to be like, that's fine. You can be whatever, but I'm just trying to be the Cape Crusader. That's all I want to be. All I right, be Trash Panda. All right, all right. Listen, <laughs> I love you, Derek. I love you too, bro. Uh, moving on to the NBA world, a lot of things going on. Sneaker, the sneaker. The NBA world is creeping up on us slowly but surely. You know, we're getting closer and closer. You know, obviously, we're getting more closer to football. That's one thing we're obviously That's excited knocking for. on heaven's door This right is there. a football station. I just want to let you know that right now. But we'd like to talk about everything. Obviously, we keep football best for last. I mean, that's that's what, that's what I like to do. That's what we like to do. But we got to get a little NBA topic in there. So got to. This, was a, this is a little debate. Uh, and it's always been a debate, actually, since the top 75 players of all time came out. You know, a lot of people kind of argue there's a couple players on that list who didn't really seem to be deserving over a few players left off the list. And this is an argument of one of those players. Obviously, Stan Van Gundy, old magic coach, is the person I'm talking about right now. And he is probably a little biased towards this one player he's mentioning a player that we have mentioned and talked about in the past about possibly being a top 10 center of all time. And that is one Dwight Howard. But Stan Van Gundy came out and said that you cannot make a case that Anthony Davis had a better career than Dwight Howard. He says that's absolutely ridiculous. But Stan Van Gundy, I'm here to tell you that I, 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 I want to disagree with you. I want to disagree with you. Why is that? I look, I look at the numbers... I go back to the numbers, and this is where, you know, comparing players. I, I love Dwight. I love Dwight. Dwight. Dwight was, you know, a big force down low. I think prime Dwight would eat Anthony Davis's lunch money all day long. That I do agree with. But when you look at Ant's numbers, the dude has been absolutely just dependable when he's healthy. And I know that's the biggest problem with Anthony Davis these last few years in the NBA, especially when it's coming off of coming out of New Orleans and coming out to, 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 to the Lakers as well. But at the same time, the guy still is averaging 24, 10, and two blocks of career. That's pretty, those are pretty good numbers, career-wise. Those are pretty good numbers. In 11 seasons in the NBA. So it's not like he hasn't been around for that long. He's been around. He's seasoned. He's a seasoned vet. Dwight still has him on the numbers. Dwight has him on the consistency because he, he was more of a durable guy. I, I can't say that Stan Van Gundy's wrong. And listen, you know, you know I got beef with Stan. Stan don't even know me, but I got beef with him. So what you're telling me is you would tell Stan if you've seen him in person, you'd have beef with him. You would tell him that. I would tell him he's the reason why Orlando don't have a freaking – championship because he started Jameer Nelson over Ray, Ray for Austin. And she'd be like, you know, that's just ridiculous. It's the truth. 
I'm sure he's heard it before, though. I hope he's heard it. Oh, I'm sure he's heard it before. There's no way in hell he has not heard thanks for playing Courtney Watson or whatever his name is. Oh, he played Jameer Nelson. Oh, Jameer Nelson over Courtney Watson, right? No, he played Jameer Nelson over Skip to Malou. Skip to Malou, that's what it was. Rafe for Austin. Rafe, that's what it was. See, I'm not a Magic fan. I can't know. You got to know these things. I do know these things, and that's why I'm salty with it. But going back to that, you know, I look at Anthony Davis, you know, some years, 28, 28, 2.6 blocks, almost three blocks of his career, 11 right rebounds, 12 rebounds, averaging 12.5 rebounds last year. I mean, the guy's an absolute monster. He's got the same amount of championships as Dwight. Now, obviously, defensive player of the year, I feel like Dwight has him on that aspect, and when it comes to being more dominant down low, I do think Dwight was the better num- better player down low because Dwight was just so much stronger, in my opinion. I don't think anybody was re- resembling Dwight's strength down low at that time when he was playing no. because he was just a monster. He was. so, And I do think Anthony Davis would get his lunch money taken. But like to say, and I'm, I'm arguing for the fact, just for the fact that I think that he, it's not completely ridiculous that like Stan Van Gundy is saying. That's what I'm arguing. I well, wouldn't say Dwight is here, here's here's my case for, by far better than Anthony Davis. Here's my case on why I'm riding with Stan Van Gundy and why I feel what he has and what he's saying holds merit and it holds weight. Check this out. What was it? The first, maybe second episode back since we had uh, left in 2019. We talked about all top centers list. I completely agree. Dwight Howard, we made a strong case for him being in the top 10 centers. And it, I still believe that he belongs in the top 10 all top centers. Anthony Davis is not there. Partially because of the health matters. Now, I think that's the main reason had why. Had he stayed healthy, we'd probably have a totally different conversation going on right now. But due to the fact of the injuries... Man, you got to give it to Dwight, even though they did win a championship together in the bubble and all that kind of stuff. So it does make Dwight a champion, I guess you could say. He got his ring that he never got in Orlando. Yeah, thanks to Anthony Davis. Thanks a lot, Stan Van Gundy. But at least you're going to give your boy some props. You roll with your homie because you knew that was your bread and butter on that offense. So time out. You just said thanks to Anthony Davis for letting him hit a three to win his first championship, right? No, I'm saying. No, I said that. I understand that, but can you agree with me on that, right? <laughs> I guess Anthony Davis did hit the game-winning shot to make him win a championship. I mean, I guess you got a point. So, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. But whose numbers are better? Numbers don't lie. Dwight. All right, listen. I love Dwight. Like I said, I want to argue for him because we did make a great case for him. I do. I do think he deserves to be on a top ten list, center of all time. But you know, I think maybe. Ant might have that conversation as well. Maybe, hey, maybe, five. maybe Joker only finishes with with the one. Maybe he bounces back and has a a strong second half of his career. We'll see. Who only knows? time with ten. Who knows? Who knows? Another NBA topic I wanted to get into: mm. Evan Turner and Ig- Andre Iguodala. I almost said Iggy Azalea again. It's hard. No, I almost yeah, I almost called him Iggy Azalea again. But Iggy Andre Iguodala, Jesus. Was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, yep. and Gilbert Arenas' podcast has been blowing up recently. I don't know if people know that. I'll, I'll probably give Gilbert Arenas a shout-out because the dude is, I mean, it's Gil, it's Gil, man. I mean, he's a former NBA player, arguably a really good point guard, a stud, you know, in his day. Former Magic player. Yeah, absolutely. But Evan Turner and Iggy, uh, Iggy was on there, and Andre Iguodala was talking about it's it's entertainment, you know. You you gotta you gotta win fifteen. Got to win by fifteen to win by one. And Evan Turner was like, "What?" Because in 2012 they were playing the Celtics, and Andre Iguodala told Evan Turner that. And Evan Turner was like, "What? What do you mean?" He's like, "Bro, he's like, do you think that the world wants to see Celtics versus Heat, LeBron James and them, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade and them, or do you think they want to see Celtics, Kevin Garnett and them?" Versus the Heat, and and he, Evan Turner was like, well, he, and then Evan uh, Evan Turner was like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess, but at the same time, and then Andre Iguodala was like, listen, MM, get your MMs, and he's like, what's MM? He's like, 
money, uh, millions and uh, millions and memories here because the inter- NBA is purely entertainment. There's been rumors and there's been speculation, and the people have always said that. Not even and not this ain't the only league. We'll just leave it at that because that, that that that'll be conversation for everything. And you could quite arguably almost say that the only sometimes I kind of feel like the only difference between the WWE, aka for all you old heads out there, the WWF. The only difference is, is at least they admit it. And to be honest with you, those guys are athletes. Like maybe it's scripted, but then there's stuff that goes down where there's injuries. Even that one pay-per-view they had with the Snoop Dogg on there. The injury happened. He kind of uh, just jumped right in, knew what he had to do, and ended up doing, you know, kind of like playing it off. Could it be like that? I don't know. Maybe not so much against the players. I don't want to call it all that. I mean, I don't want to say it's scripted, but I I do think they have to. They they are right. I think it is purely entertainment. I think all sports are. I think it's it's an entertainment business that's making billions of dollars a year. So, so. I'm going to jump a little off track right now and just bring in another sport. Saturdays are about to come up. One of my favorite holidays or favorite seasons, I should say, not even holidays, my favorite seasons is college football season. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Hurricanes fan. You know you got teams out there like Alabama. Alabama, and, and this isn't even just Alabama, but I'm just throwing well, them out there. But Alabama play like a, a small school, like the warm-up game week one, like a lot of colleges do. Can I just say that you're a Miami fan when they're doing good, and when they're not doing good, then you're a Mi- Michigan fan? No, I'm a Miami fan still. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just rooting for the team in, in, the, in the bowl that oh, I can actually— In the top five, okay. That I, that I can actually watch. Okay, I got you. Go ahead. Proceed, please. I don't, I don't mean to throw you off. Anyways, <laughs> if Alabama's being, you know, Wiley University— 800 to 3, nobody cares. Nope. But if you got a game where maybe you have an underdog and, like you said, they're going toe-to-toe in a battle, maybe Ohio State's playing against Iowa and Iowa's playing a good game against them. Obviously, you got the Big Ten Conference. It's, it's one well, of those little things. Well, let's so, just so, talk about the greatest upset of all time, Appalachian State versus Michigan. Let's just talk about that. I mean, if you want to talk about Ohio State and try to ruin my, my wife's team, we can just talk about the greatest upset of all time is Appalachian State versus no, I Michigan. Was, I was just oh, – okay, 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 okay. I wasn't even talking about an actual game. I'm just saying just in general. Okay, so I got you. I got you. I metaphorically. Could, metaphorically. I, metaphorically. Okay. So I could see what they're talking about as far as – Okay, yeah, you know, you got the Miami Heat at that time had the big three. They're going to be the big draw on television. But guess what? These guys are getting percentages off of all these games, yada, 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 because we know how the, you know, all that stuff breaks down. Players are starting to get more piece of the pie. So when you talk about Philadelphia playing the Celtics, well, if the Celtics just dog walk them, nobody cares. But if all of a sudden in game or whatever, you know, the, any sport, you're always getting in game updates about. You know, you could be watching a Rays game. You'll get some baseball updates in there. You could be watching NFL games. You'll get other NFL updates. So they do the same thing in the NBA. Well, guess what? You're sitting there watching that. And people who love sports love sports. A lot of people who watch basketball or any kind of sport probably play fantasy said sport. You know what I mean? So, oh, shoot. Philadelphia is going toe-to-toe with the Celtics right now. Bim, now they're flipping their their TV back and forth during commercial breaks and stuff like that and getting those ratings up and down, up and down, which are helping them gather that millions. I I don't know personally if it's true, but man. So I don't think what they said was was like too crazy, but at the same time, it is kind of crazy. They didn't say it was rigged. Yeah, nobody said it was rigged by far, but at the same time, like, they brought up a good point in, yeah, it is an entertainment-based business. Like, I think we can all agree that at that time, we all would rather see Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen versus Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really think real that's just reality. I think we all could all agree with yeah. that. But at the same time, you know, I just – I do think they kind of put a little spotlight on the situation of, yeah, it's more entertainment first and actually – wanting to be more serious. And I think that's why people like Vegas actually do have an upper hand because I feel like they know more things and they get those tips beforehand. And it's like you said, during the NBA playoffs this year, oh, no, they need to make up some of that TV money because of the whole COVID situation and la da 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 And, you know, there were some some series that seemed like they kind of dragged out when maybe they really shouldn't have. And, you know, that's neither here nor there, not to discredit any of the athletes out there or, or anything like that. I don't want to say anything's rigged because I have no solid proof, but I will say this. If it did ever come out 
I probably wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like the alien thing. I mean, people were like, oh, well, we, yeah, we got aliens. It's like, we knew that already. Nobody's, people, because people were like, oh, that, there's no outrage. There's no shock because we knew it already. We don't, you don't got to tell us something we already know. And I mean, rigging sports is, is considered a taboo. So I don't think it, it, but I do see the entertainment purposes where maybe even the refs get a little involved to kind of, uh, maybe if a team's getting beat too bad, maybe they kind of make that little comeback to make it a little more exciting. Oh, if you've watched that, on Netflix, the untold story about the ref on Netflix where he was caught I have not gambling. watching that yet. Listen, man, they literally talk about how if a player publicly criticizes an official, the officiating team the next time would get that player would call fouls on that player to, like, I got my boys back yeah. type stuff. They have they said that on the untold story, like a band of brothers. Yes. Like exactly, like they're a band of like they did that with AI. They AI had a famous carry. He was always carrying. Then you know what? We're calling it on him all night long. And every time they, I think he had like thirteen carry calls that night. And they did that just because he publicly criticized one of the officials last game. They're like, all right, we got you, we got you, fam. Listen, you know I coach in travel ball. Shout out to Coach Perry. Anybody who knows my boy who I coach with, he, he, he's a character, to say the least, on the sideline. He's very animated, never disrespectful. I mean, he gets a little like... Well, he give you that pair bear stare every He now gives you again. the pair bear stare, and he can get a little like frustrated with the officials. And he's gotten some warnings, different things like that. It, it happens. But he was very good at like kind of tiptoeing that line and then kind of reeling the ref in and like being cool with him and then kind of getting the ref back on his side. But there's been some times where we've been in tournaments where like he kind of like says something to the ref, and then the ref will just start calling like five or six calls like real quick on us, just like bam, 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 and just look over at Perry, and, and he just be like, "You got that? My bad. You got that? It's, it's it, we all we all good. We all good." And he, he's he's had to do that. So I mean, I, I I can see how the the aspects of some of these games can be, you know, like I said, I don't just. Entertainment wise, it's absolutely all entertainment. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about money, and that's what they want to. They want to generate the billions of dollars to make sure that everybody's well, they sign paid. those big contracts, and guess what? Those TVs, you know, those TV stations got to have the the ad space to be able to sell to help compensate the money that they're paying for the right to play these games. So it all makes sense because you got to make dollars. Speaking of TV sales. I want to get into ESPN, man, because mm. if you if if you are still watching ESPN these days, I just want to say God bless you because it's it's getting so bad over there, and the takes that they are giving out between oh. Stephen A. Smith, Booger McFarland, and God bless Booger McFarland's soul because he is a beautiful beautiful man, and I love him. I love that he helped the Bucks. You know, my dad's favorite team, your favorite team, yep. accomplished the Super Bowl back in two thousand two. Part of that great defense, but ESPN is starting to become so ridiculous that it's just unwatchable for me. Between the wokeness of ESPN and the terrible takes that I hear constantly, and the first take that I'm going to get into is Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland comes out. And was proceeding to say, and this is just ESPN being ESPN, letting people say whatever they need to say because, and Booker McFarland, I feel like, should know because he's a former player that what he's about to say is kind of obvious. But Booker McFarland comes out to say, if the Washington Commanders offense can stay healthy all season, play mistake-free football, put up big numbers on the scoreboard, play strong defense, Stop their opponents from scoring. I believe they can win a Super Bowl. You could say that about all 32 teams. Craig Wiley Jr. When I said, duh, as loud as I could when I first read this, I mean, you're, duh. It's obvious if every team could, like, come on, bro. That's what you got for us, Bug? If That's you, what you got? I'm pretty sure if you can stop the other team from scoring, you're in a good position to make a Super Bowl run. That's first thing I have with them and the second thing is, no matter what team it is <laughs> Mr. Stephen A. Smith H how they kept this guy after firing all those people is beyond me I don't understand it I don't understand it yeah but this guy Stephen A. Smith yesterday proceeded to say on his show that Lonzo Ball 
cannot get up from a sitting position. Those were his words, word for word. I, we, we listened to it. He, he said, I heard that Lonzo Ball is having a tough time. Is having a tough time getting up from the sitting position. Lonzo Ball proceeds to make a video getting up from the sitting position off of his bad knee only, Craig Wiley Jr., with no problem, and proceeds to say, where are you getting these sources from? Where are your sources? Who are your sources? Because I'm just fine getting up and down, up and, and even down, proceeded up and to down. say, and I like you, bro. I like you a lot. I don't know you, but I like you. He says, I'm coming back because the rumor is Lonzo is, is going to miss the rest of this season, or, or, or the not the rest, the entire season this year because of his knee injury, his lingering knee issue that was brought up by your brother that they believe was possibly done when he was wearing the big baller shoe brand yeah. shoes. So that's a tough look for Lavar. But, you know, and it, going back to Stephen A. Smith, it's just so crazy to hear him today just go on this two-minute rant about how he messed up his knee and he still walks from room to room at ESPN when he's doing shows. Comparing his lo- in-studio life to Lonzo Ball, professional basketball player's life, and tries to make it seem like Lonzo Ball is wrong for what he did. When Stephen A. Smith got called out on a terrible, terrible take off a terrible source, and he's just too big of a man to admit it. And here's what I get from the whole situation. Lonzo Ball didn't diss him. He's just saying, who's your source? I like you. I don't even know you. I like you. You know what that means? Hey, if you have a question about my knee, hit your boy up. I don't have an issue with you. Let's talk about it. Have me on air. I'll come on your show. Stephen A. Smith is, listen, man, I don't understand why they made him the face of ESPN. I don't get it. I don't get it. They brought on Stephen A. Smith back in the day just to cover basketball. That's where he, That's where I remember him from. That was his bread and butter. Th- that's all longest. he was, was just a basketball guy. And I know we're talking about basketball right now. I understand that. But to have him have his own show and him talk about everything... And he's been called out before. He was he was a, when ESPN hosted the fights one uh, one time. He was a guest uh, guest speaker for them, and he was on. And he said something outrageous about Conor McGregor, and Joe Rogan just looked at him. And was like, that's not true at all. And then Joe Rogan proceeded to call him out on it on his podcast. And Stephen A. Smith's like, I'll 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 debate you anywhere, Joe Rogan, anywhere you want to debate about anything. I'll debate you. And I'm like, that's not the point, Stephen A. Smith. Just say, yeah, you messed up on saying what you said about Conor McGregor was wrong. And he's just, he's too big of a man to admit when he's wrong. For the record, I'm going to go out there and, oh, I feel feel what you're saying because I actually do like Stephen A. Smith in certain ways. I bet you, listen, Craig, before you go, he was on, uh, I believe, somebody's podcast and he was talking real shit. And I really, and I was like, see, why can't we get, the, he's a completely different person when he, he's on a guest on somebody's, like, outside of ESPN podcast. I, that's where well, I do respect him, Well, at. that's that Disney for you. But anyways, I, but anyways, I'm going to be real. I like Stephen A. Smith for the most part. Yes, does he say some outlandish stuff that's, that's a little bit wrong? I get you. I, I get upset. I've been very upset with the four-letter, especially with you know people like him. That whack statement that Booger McFarland just said. Max Kellerman hurts my brain so much when he talks anything outside of boxing. It's just ridiculous. And, and they continue to f- feed us this black licorice is what I'm going to say. And that has nothing to do with like any, not, black licorice. You just either really like it or you really hate it. And I'm starting to really not like ESPN. Well, another thing I don't like, I don't like the wokeness. I don't, and I'm not saying that women don't have a, a, a spot in sports because I believe if you love sports, you anybody can talk about sports. But when they get some of these hires on here that just you can tell 
they're reading off the piece of paper that they have because it's a sex appeal thing. I'm just, I'm just, I want the real journalism. I want that Neil Everett, Stan Everett guys. I want Stuart Scott type guys. You Listen. know what I'm saying? Like, that's what made ESPN the best. When I came home from school, I couldn't wait to turn that TV on to see the Sports Center top 10 plays. Listen. Could not wait. No, I can't wait to turn the damn channel off when the freaking football game's over. When ESPN was in its heyday, it went away from it. But when you had the Dan Patricks, the Rich Eisens, the Stuart Scotts, God bless the GOAT, man. I, I, I legit shed a tear when Stuart Scott passed away. But, I mean, even the Scott Van Pelts, and, like, they don't let them do their thing like they no, used to. they don't. Sage Steele, she just left ESPN because she said she wanted to go somewhere where she could be more vocal. And Sage was, is, she's been around for years. I'm surprised Linda Cohn hasn't left yet. That's, but that's my point, man. Like, they, and you barely see her anymore. ESPN has become so terrible, and you guys got to turn in and listen to us, man, because I'm telling you, ESPN is not your source of viable, good sports knowledge. You're listening to corporate sports talk there where it's run by people who are higher up telling what certain people can say and what they can do. You know what I've been watching more just because I can't really stand ESPN that much anymore? I've been liking to check out Cameron and Mace on the It Is What It Is. I love that. I lo- Craig, I love I love Skip and Shannon. I, 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 hate, I hate Skip. I really did. Shannon was the reason why I watched that show. Skip is just too annoying sometimes. He can be. He's too back and forth. He's very outlandish You, you know what I'm saying? One... I can't tell you how many times my Spurs, my Dallas Cowboys, my Patriots, my Baker mate. Like, the dude is so, like, everything's his. I just, I couldn't stand that. But yeah. I did like their chemistry. I did how they, like, I love their arguments. That was the made, good, good thing that made them great. And I, but ESPN, man, it's just, it's a tough sell for me. It really is. And then going to, back to Stephen A., he got a, he got a text message at 5 o'clock in the morning from Michael Jordan saying that, Michael Jordan says that Steph Curry is not the greatest point guard of all time. That Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. So, Stephen A., so Michael Jordan is taking his time out of his day to text you at 5.50 in the morning to tell you that Magic Johnson is a better point guard than Steph Curry, which I could probably see it, but I don't think Mike cares that much. I don't think he would text... Stephen A. Smith, of all people, the guy who opens up his mouth more than anybody, and tell him something like that. I, I wouldn't be. Why wouldn't he, he? Steph said it on Gilbert Arenas' show. Ironically. So why wouldn't Jordan text Gil and tell him that? Why would he say? Because Stephen A. Smith's from Chicago. Come on, man. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is just maybe Michael B. Jordan texted him that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the actor, maybe he got them confused and he was like, "Oh shit, my bad." Like, so I just, I don't, I, I if you, if you're still listening to ESPN for for valuable sports information, please just do yourself a favor and just regularly tune in to Wednesdays and Mondays for that Buck That podcast and that No Boundary Sports Talk. Because that's where you're going to get your best good information from true, honest football and sports fans in general. So tune in here and not the four-letter because the four-letter is fucking terrible. Facts. But going on to the Little League World Series, Cuba Mm. Coach. Cuba Coach has been missing for 10 days. Mysteriously disappeared. They finally found footage of him getting into a car at around 11 o'clock at night. And he has not been seen ever since. My boy said he ain't going back. If this screams I'm living in the United States now and leaving my wife and my children so to live here and live the American dream, I don't know what this is, man. I guarantee, and, I, and maybe maybe something has. God, God forbid, my own. God forbid something has happened to him. Yeah, hopefully nothing happened. But you know, but I do want to make a little joke out of this at the same time. Well, here's the thing. All right, to make light of the subject, my boy was at that ballpark and said, damn, that they got some good corn dogs over here. I'm staying. He's seen the corn dogs and he's seen the American women, my boy. He's but seen here's, those moms. Here's I'm something staying. that I'm going to throw out there, though, too. It has happened in sports before. In a World Cup a while ago, one of the teams lost and some of the players got uh, came up missing. 
you know those international sports they they them countries sometimes those big cartels got money on those those games so what you're telling me is they could have possibly kidnapped the coach because Cuba lost it could be we don't know we don't know but at the end of the day at the end of the day I'm hoping it's on the my boy trying to get some freedom. Yeah, I, ho- I I hope that's 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 what really is going on. I really hope that he's just fleeing his family. <laughs> I know this sounds so bad, but I hope this is the case that he's just trying to find refuge in the United States and not go back to Cuba. <laughs> it sounds so bad, but I I hope that's the worst case. But listen, how bad is it over there where he just wants to flee? And I heard it's really bad over there. So uh, you know, I, I don't blame him at all. Absolutely. Absolutely, but we wanted to give a little taste on that, a little touch on that. Yeah. Moving on to Reggie Bush. Reggie. Reggie Bush is upset, Craig. Poor K. Poor K. Reggie Bush is upset because he thinks that the NCAA put a little slander on his name. Put a little slander on his name. For like the Heisman stuff and all that? For Well, back in um, 2021, they made a statement and said that although college athletes can now receive benefits from their names, images, and likeness through activities like endorsements and appearances, the NCAA still do not permit pay-for-play type arrangements. An NCAA spokesperson said, the NCAA infractions pr- processes exist to promote fairness in college sports. The rules that govern fair play are voted on and agreed to expect are withheld, upheld by all NCAA m- member schools. So Mr. Bush proceeds to think that that statement was all directed towards him because if people don't know that Reggie Bush did get his Heisman Trophy taken away from him because of him making money off of pay-to-play allegedly by USC when he was playing USC in those days. So... Honestly, so Reggie Bush is suing for defamation with all the infractions that have been handed down throughout the years by the NCAA. That statement can be said about a lot of players. Yeah. So in that aspect, if there's no name that was blamed, it's going to be kind of hard to prove that. I mean, you know, I think maybe he's feeling a little some type of way because that Johnny Manziel came out. And he was talking about some stuff like that, and he won the. Did he win the Heisman Trophy? Who? Johnny Manziel. Yep. And he didn't get his taken away. Nope. But then Chad also said that Reggie Bush uh, gave his back or, or forfeited it or, or something along those lines on his own. They didn't take it from him. So I'm not really sure on the story on that. I'd have to double check. But Chad knows Bush forfeited the trophy in 2010 after a four-year extra benefit okay, yep. investigation determined that. If Family members and him all received and accepted cash, travel expenses, and home and a home in San Diego area where Bush parents lived rent free and more for more than a year, in which they provided for more ten thousand dollars to furnish. So I'm gonna hit you with the Zach attack real quick. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach attack right now. But what if he just had to allegedly forfeit it just to kind of. They wanted to make it to where he didn't look as bad. Now my man threw up but, the quotation marks but if they, you guys couldn't see it. But they told him, hey, you got to give us that trophy back, bro. You got to give us that trophy back. But they told him that publicly he could claim that he forfeited it so that way he looked like a little bit better of a good Samaritan and they didn't look so bad to the public. UFC came out. entertainment. UFC came out and said, while we are not a party to Mr. Bush's lawsuit, we fully support his efforts to regain his Heisman Trophy. So UFC is supporting this. I want to see him get his Listen. Come on, man. Regardless of the situation. Come on, man. If he was paid or not, how many guys still have their Heisman Trophy that are in that, that honor right now that still have their Heisman Trophy that were probably doing the same stuff, Come on. but didn't get caught. Come on. Johnny Menzel already admitted to it. Come on. But yeah, he still got his Heisman Trophy. The only difference between him and Reggie Bush is Reggie Bush got caught, and there's a gang of people that are probably right around him, before him, after him, and any, anywhere in between that went through the, some of the same stuff. You don't think players aren't still getting that? 
Of course. And I am, baby. They they can just get it legally now. Well, yeah, but that's what they shatter it by. They still don't. It's still frowned upon to say, hey, come here and we'll pay you this. Nevin, where are you at? We need you back in Miami. <laughs> exactly. It's the. Allegedly. Oh, well, we got this this deal that this guy has that'll pay you this amount of money. We need my boy Uncle Luke over there. For you to come here to play. But that's we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how. You know, Uncle Luke came out and said that stuff back in the day. You know, it's the same thing. I don't care that Reggie Bush got paid money to freaking go to UFC. No. I don't give a damn. But guess what? Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart gave us a really good freaking college football season when they met Vince Young in the okay. Texas Longhorns in the final that and year. Even before that, but that was a great season and stuff. And you can't negate everything that Reggie Bush did when all, all those yards he got. He was a stud. Those man. screen passes and stuff that he turned into big plays. That was all him. He was there, a son. The, yeah. Was it nice that he got broke off and was probably able to afford college and not be a starving athlete? Who gives a oh, damn? So somebody gave his family a fucking place to live for a year for free? Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. I don't give a damn. Guess what? Hey, I ain't going to knock the hustle. He made college exciting as hell to watch that year. I'm not going to knock the hustle. And guess what? I'm sure Vince Young was making money too Come when on. he won that damn game. Come on. I bet you'll, you don't think he got some kickback from a booster. You don't think he got a couple hundred thousand dollar handshake. Who knows? Name a random college running back. Go random, just random. Somebody Marcus. who wasn't good. Oh, somebody who wasn't no, good. Just never mind. Go, just random. Willis McGahee. Damn, come on. That was Lindell White. Lindell White. That's what I was thinking. Okay. You know who Lindell White was? Yeah. Lindell, people don't know who Lindell White was. That was the backup to Reggie Bush. I, do. I remember him. He used to play for the Titans. <laughs> yes, he did. Tennessee Titans. He was all right. He, yes, he, he did. He was a touchdown vulture sometimes. He was like a little little wrecking ball. He, he would yeah. come in sometimes if, if uh, the play got stopped short. Yeah, get short, short yardage back for yep. sure. He ate a little bit. So I got a question for you. Okay. If you could go back and change just one moment in NFL history, if you had the DeLorean outside, parked outside, and Doc Brown was out there and was like, hey, Craig, I'm here with the DeLorean. Let's get it up to 88 and go back and change something in NFL history. What would you do? Can I give you two? You give as many as you want, but give me the, the main, well, main well, one. Well, there's a, give me the main mean, there's a bunch that I could probably name out there. All right, but never mind. Just give me two because I don't want to hear all of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. So I've been going back and forth. I've been going back and forth with this. And if I had to go number one, it would probably be that Bo Jackson actually played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now how would you persuade Bo to stay in Tampa? I would have to ultimately probably use the butterfly effect on him and be like, look, bro, I'm from the future, and if you go to the, uh, if you go to the Raiders, you're going to break your hip. So you're using your mouth regardless is what you're telling me. I, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to persuade him to stay in Tampa. With your mouth? Maybe. <laughs> all right, now second one. Give me the second one. It's actually almost three. They're all Bucks related. Okay, well, duh. I would hope they would be team related for anybody who's listening. That the ref didn't. Ma- oh, oh, actually, you know what? The other. Oh God, I got four of them now. <laughs> Jeez, there we go. Bert Emanuel, the catch was good, and I wish that the call would have got right, and they would have called the catch because that could have possibly been the Bucks Super Bowl, uh, first Super Bowl year, and that probably would have saved Tony Dungy's job. Oh, ninety nine. Yes. Yep. Third one. Third one actually jumped into the third one. This is actually probably my real second one. <laughs> if you could guess anything in sports history, non-Bucks related, that I wish that could get reversed, what do you think it would be? Is it NFL? No. So it's something different. It's college football. Exactly. It has to do with Ohio State? It has to do with <laughs> Ohio State. That bunk ass bullshit <laughs> ghost ass PI pass interference call. We should have another championship under our belt. <laughs> All right, now what's the fourth one? The fourth one, Steve Young stays in Tampa. Okay, so two Bucks players staying, or two possible play, two pass players staying rather than leaving. Yeah. Okay, because I think they would have had the same kind of success. In Tampa. So if anybody knows me. 
I already know you one could, of them. You could probably guess that mine is going to be 2007. Patriots are 18 and 0, going into the Super Bowl, looking to finish the season as the only team in NFL history to go 19 and 0 and win a Super Bowl. Besides the 1960 whatever, 1972 Miami Dolphins, who went 17 and 0 that year because they didn't play this many games. I would go back and change to make it to where David fucking Tyree doesn't make that damn catch on his fucking helmet when Rodney Harrison was doing everything in his power to knock the ball out of the fucking hands of David Tyree. But nope. He had Sticko on his helmet, Craig, because he just holds it with one hand, the tip of his fingers, and it stays there, and he goes down, and they get a first down. Yep, that's the one for me. 17-0 or 19-0 would have been the finishing touch on that season for Tom Brady, Randy Moss, and there were career years for both of them. Randy had 23 touchdowns. Tommy had 51 passing touchdowns. Wes Wilker had like 115 catchers that year. It was just unstoppable. I knew you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say this. And you know what? Honestly. And you named my second one. I would say, hmm, it's a toss-up for me. They're both Patriots related. I would say your second one would be that that stupid Carson Wentz, whatever the hell that play was called. No, it was Nick Foles. Oh, it was Nick Foles. My bad. It was Nick Foles. You're the Patriots fans. Trey Burton. So you corrected me. But that stupid play doesn't go down. Or Mario Manningham doesn't make that miraculous sideline catch. Man, it was Mario Manningham and then fucking, you know what the crazy, no, you know what it was, Craig? You know what it was? It's that same game. Wes Welker dropped a pass that would have made us get first down because it was a third down pass and we had to punt. Wes Welker dropped the pass on the sideline there. Mm. That's what I would have changed. Okay. In that same game in 2012, in that 2012 Super Bowl, Wes Welker drops a pass. It literally bounces off of his hands. And we go down, we punt the ball, and that turns into Mar- Mario Manningham sideline catch and then a Plaxico Bearers touchdown catch. Can I be 100% honest with you? Go ahead. So, side note, we're done with this topic, but I'm just wondering, this, this is ties into this we can agree and i'm pretty sure most people outside of patriots haters can agree tom's the goat yes 100 percent. i hope no question when his first ballot enshrinement comes around i'm gonna be there i hope that he lets eli present him to the hall of fame just because you know what eli did his thing the butterfly effect, though, would be pretty cool. He would have, what, nine rings? If it wasn't for Eli Manning and Nick Foles and the damn Eagles, Tom, Tom Brady would have, would ten. have ten Super Bowl rings. <sighs> Undeniably the greatest feat any NFL, pl- NFL player has ever accomplished. To be honest with you, the f- I would have loved to see him go out with that record of the undefeated team to knock out the 72 Dolphins. A, because it would have been badass because it was Tom Brady in the same division knocking out the Dolphins. That would have just been an NFL story just for like, you could make a movie about it. Don Shula Shula was so happy we lost. Oh, I'm sure that they freaking... He was so happy we lost. I'm sure every... Hey, I bet... I bet them Dolphins' buttholes were puckered up, though, the whole damn game. Everybody who's still remaining that's that's still with us on this earth, shoot. There was probably some past players that might have been rolling in their grave. They were so scared of that damn team. Do you think that record will ever be broken? Now it's, what, 20 20 games they play in in this season In this day and age. So let's just be real. Or is it 21? Okay, it's... Because of the the stipulation of it, you have to win the Super Bowl for it to be 100% official. The record's technically been broken. Yeah, by the Patriots. 16-0. But you have to win the Super Bowl, I guess, for it to officially pass them. Well, I think it's that's a tough, tough task. task. And 
I feel like that's going to be one of the records that kind of has an asterisk towards it. But you can't blame the Dolphins for doing what they did in that time, and that just happened to be what the schedule was. At the end of the day, they did do it, and it's a tough thing. If it does get done now, man, that's going to be amazing. I think it's more impressive nowadays than it is back in those days. Oh, because it is because the season's longer, so that ultimately makes it harder to begin with. It's 20 games they play now instead of 19 if you make it the whole way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so So it, it, it would definitely be nice to see one day. All right, give me your top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Man. Right now. So I no was, stats. Nothing. Who, fuck, fuck the stats. I'm not giving you stats. Just who do you think the five best quarterbacks in the NFL right now are? All right. So I have to go with. You want? It don't matter the order. Just give them to me. Pat Mahomes, my number one. That's probably the best. Project Pat. Project Pat. Behind him, I don't really think it matters the order. I'm digging your boy Justin Herbert. I agree. I I see something special in that dude. I think he's gonna be literally the the the, the shoes that he had to fill. Philip Rivers to go from Philip Rivers to Justin Herbert. <laughs> I, I I can't say that's a bad deal. Not at all. And that's talking about well, I think he was five or six or whatever in the all time quarterbacks list as of now, right now. Philip Rivers? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean. Six. You told me he was six. six. So, I mean, bam, right there. And you're going to a guy that looking like, if, if he could keep going with what he's going, probably going to have a, a Hall of Fame career as well. Long, you know, stay healthy, all that good stuff. But he, he's looking like he's going to be the truth. Another guy, you, you got to face him two times a year. Josh Allen. Dude's been looking good. He got to play a little better in the in the playoffs. Playoffs before he starts getting that Tony Romo, uh, me? Tony Romo comparison. But I, I'm liking what they're doing over there in Buffalo. The dude's the truth. He got some talent. He's got okay. some weapons. I like to see what what, what what they what they got going on That's this three. year. Give me two more. I got to stick with the Bayou Bengals. Joe Two Cole Burrow. Joe Burrow. Dude's been pretty solid. Hey man. Spending more Super Bowls than Josh Allen. And I'm going to throw this out there right now with my number five pick. I know who you're going to say. A little bit of I know who you're gonna say. sleeperness. I know who you're going to say. For fantasy football out there. Who am I going to say? Sunshine, sunshine. Listen, I swear on Floyd and Ruth's graves right now, for those of you listening... I did not tell him any of my quarterback list pre-show. Number five on my list is Trevor Lawrence. I knew I'm you not were going to lie. It. I'm uh, not going to lie. He's in my top five. That's why I'm saying that. I knew exactly who you were going for. There's just something, and shout out to Tony Snow. He's one of the homies here in the Sarasota area. He's he, he's a good barber. He is a huge Jacksonville fan, and if my budget allows me. I am going to try to go to that game. Watch out for the Jags this year. I think they're a sleeper team to Watch make a strong Jags. playoff push. I'm not going to put the, the the SB expectations on them. But if Ridley comes in there and balls. Woo. Plus, Woo. they already got Christian Kirk, Zay Flowers. They freaking got Evan Ingram still. They Travis Etienne really at the backfield really that can run and can catch. I mean, they got some weapons they there. Got a really decent defense. Watch out for the Jags. Watch out for the Jags. Uh, my list is very similar, but I'm throwing Jalen Hurts in there and Lamar Jackson over. Some people might not like this. You're gonna say Joe Burrow, aren't you? Yeah, that's all right. Over Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Okay, but I'll te- I'll keep Pat, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Trevor fucking Lawrence. So, just to throw this out there, I did consider those guys. Okay. The reason why I didn't. No wrong answers. The reason why I didn't is just because I feel like sometimes with the with those running backs, not not running, running quarterbacks, running quarterbacks. I, sh- I should say, they get a tendency to get a little dinged up. I agree. Um, Lamar's already shown that. Lamar Jackson kind of scares me because he did his get paid. And I'm I'm not saying that he is this type of player, but we have seen the players, i.e. Albert Hainsworth, 
And he's someone who's affected both of us because he played for your Patriots when I think he got the big contract and we made the trade for it. Or I don't know how that worked out, but he ended up being a Buccaneer. He finagled both of us. Never quite worked out. But, you know, there's been those players that have gotten that contract and haven't done so good. And he was adamant and adamant about holding out this offseason. Was that a distraction? Now he got paid. They did give him some weapons. He ain't got, got no, no excuse. No excuses. He ain't got no excuse this year. Is he going to have an MVP type year? I think he very well can. Good. This list can change next season for me. But as of right now, I want to see what these guys do. Jalen Hurts did his thing, made it to the Super Bowl. Been more Super Bowls than Josh Allen. It's hard <laughs> to repeat that, though. You're absolutely right. It's hard. I mean, Jim. I think Kelly, they've just gotten better, though. I the think fact, the, the fact the that Jim Kelly done it four times in a row is amazing in itself. Even though he lost all four, how do you lose four Super Bowls? Oh my God, that's just crazy. But anyways, Jalen Hurts. I think there's somebody who's gonna come into Tampa and dog stomp us on Monday Night Football. Bro, we play them first game of the season, and watch out. We're gonna shock the world. Wow. I'm not saying that officially. I'm just saying. Uh, is, that, is, is, is that a little bold prediction? <laughs> That's not official right now. <laughs> That's not a bold prediction? Give me a couple more weeks. Let me see how this third finish, uh, play uh, this preseason game is. Is that, is, that a, is that a possible BP? That's week one, baby. Okay. That's week one. Week one for everybody. Speaking of the Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. Oh, man. Just lost the best streak I have ever seen in my life. 24 straight preseason games. Won by the Baltimore Ravens. Let's give it up. Let's. No, fuck that. Nobody gives a damn about that damn record. Oh, congratulations. You, you, won, you won 24 meaningless games in a row. Do you get, Sweet. You don't get a bonus for that? Oh, they got a trophy. I thought. It was, there's a trophy in there. Isn't it? No. No, there's no trophy? Oh, that's <laughs> Not even right. a turnover chain. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Jesus, I'm so tired about hearing this damn winning streak, and I'm so glad the freaking Washington Redskins. Watch out for the Redskins, Craig. If they play well, and stay healthy, and keep their opponents from scoring. Have a good scoring. defense, and keep the opponents from scoring points. They can make a, They can win the Super Bowl. They can win the Super Bowl. Watch out for the Commanders. Guess what? So can the Ravens. Did I say this Redskins? You just said the Redskins. I think I, think I said it. It might be going back. We don't know. Back. We talked about that. We might. It, it might be yeah, going I'm back. So t- we practicing. I'm so tired of hearing about that damn winning streak. I'm so glad the commander so freaking broke it. Here's, Thank God. Here's what sucks about this is because I didn't know they played Monday when we were in here on Buck That Podcast, and I was saying that the most Tampa Bay Buccaneer thing that could happen is we'll lose like every game during the season, but we'll be that team that beat the Ravens in preseason to end the streak. But thanks a lot. Washington already did that. Thanks to Booger McFarland. Thanks, Boog. You jinxed us. Thanks, Boog. Thought you were a buck. Jesus. Uh, Moving on to the last thing. Jonathan Taylor did Mm. get his permission to seek a trade from one Indianapolis Colts. But they got a timeline on it. I think it was August 28th, 29th, something like that. Did they? Yeah. It's it's basically when the team's got to be down to the 53-man roster, which I I think me and Zach read on Buck That Podcast. It's supposed to be 55. Is it? Because they expanded because the, the, they they oh, they, they added more there. players to I think it's supposed board. to be fifty five or maybe it's supposed to be going to fifty five but I thought I read somewhere that it was fifty five. Anyways, to get down to the roster, he has until then, and allegedly at least six teams are interested and a couple of teams that made offers and supposedly just allegedly out there again probably because you know everybody's just trying to speculate at this point in time because nothing solid or concrete has been said from what I've seen except for maybe it's believed that the the Dolphins are one of the teams that have made that phone call. Ooh. I know the Dolphins are trying to get in on Dalvin Cook. I know I think he visited them, but nothing, no deal got done. But, you know, watch out for the Dolphins. I think they could definitely be a play there. I think there could be a number of teams. There's, I don't think there's really teams, really any teams that come to mind off rip because, I mean, because you got to remember, I mean, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, there's still guys out there who've already been signed. I know Melvin Gordon signed with the with the Ravens. Uh, but, you know, there's still two really good running backs out there who have not been signed yet. So I don't even know if there will be a deal that gets done, to be honest with you. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have to suck it up, play out his rookie contract, and then leave the Colts. Yeah, we. we it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Because... Watch Jim Irsay sign him to a franchise tender. You, well, you don't really want to... That, that's what's really going to suck about it. <laughs> You, you really don't want to hold out because then that year doesn't count for you. So you, at some point, it's got to get figured out. 
and do you go the Le'Veon Bell route and then it ends up not working out? Not saying that, that that's likely to happen or it's 100% guaranteed, but you don't know. It, it's 50-50, literally. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't, I can't really think of a team that could, that would really, I mean, Seattle's got a slew field of young running backs. I mean, Dallas, I think they really like Tony Pollard. Chicago? I think they really like Khalil Herbert. Okay. I really, and I think they have a, a rookie running back who they just drafted who I think they really I, I'm like. I'm just trying to think of some teams. I mean, I know the Bucs couldn't afford them, and it's been said Green that. Green Bay, but, no, because they got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, Detroit, Car- no. They just got the Gibbs, the rookie Gibbs. Carolina? Least. Carolina, I could definitely see because they only got Miles Sanders. I could see Carolina possibly making a play because they got a young rookie quarterback with Bryce. And I could see Carolina actually doing that. I could definitely see Carolina I mean, doing that. That's a great point, actually. Washington, maybe. It would, it would strengthen up their backfield. Yeah, I think they like Brian Robinson. I think they still have they a little still a little bit of love for, for Antonio Gibson as well. I mean, damn, hopefully he don't, he don't get sent to Texas. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, baby. That's pretty much it. Yeah, man. Good show. Good I, show. I, I had a great time. This is one of my favorite days of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I don't Me say too. that on every, every show. That's a lie. I love being here with you, bro. But all three do. shows are different, so I, I like. I know exactly. Reasons. You get a taste of everything. You get yeah. just a taste of buck, bucks on on Monday. You get a taste of everything on Wednesday, and then you get a taste of the music world and everything else on on Saturdays. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like moose tracks or something. Like bang, 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 bang. Yeah, it's like moose tracks, all kind of different I flavors. Think people or something. are gonna get tired of hearing your voice, though. I'll never will because it's beautiful. I think they love the "What's Up, Everybody." I, they might. You know what? They might. You know. I've been so, told I sound like a young Barry White. Listen, I don't disagree with that at all. Any final shout-outs? I do you. All right. I do you. Okay. No homo, right? That's how you're supposed to say it? To I guess make so. yourself not gay? I guess cool. so. Cool. Cool. With that being said, I'm your boy, Craig Wiley. For my boy, Derek Fugers, we do have a bromance. Woo! We'll catch you guys next week. Same great time, same great place. Peace out.